Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Ross, it's Foyd Island. Boy Island is still here. It's Yaz Island. It's Jan Island. It's Darren Till and Robert Whitaker Island this week. Reese McKee Island. Reese McKee Island. I am loving Foy Island. I think it is such an amazing concept. And the fights we're getting are fantastic on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really are. Agree. I, it, I think it's exceeded expectations, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm sort of like, I want them to stay there forever. But like, like, like obviously you want to come back for UC Dublin at some stage. But uh, I just love everything about it. Even the, the art they make for the, like, for this, the clip art. Mm. The gifts, sort of. Yeah, thing. the gifts. Yeah, yeah. Even the t-shirts and all are, are cool as fuck. Like it's, uh, it is brilliant. It is brilliant. Baz, it looks like uh, UFC two fifty three is all confirmed. That uh, all book confirmed that it's going to be Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Two undefeated fighters going head to head. That's going to take place in September nineteenth, the day after my birthday. Do you think that that's going to happen on Fight Island? Because they're both international fighters, and that's sort of where all the international fights are taking place. At the moment, but where was it? Where is it originally meant to be scheduled for? Vegas. It doesn't. I don't think it has a like a, a set destination. Yet. See, that's the thing. A while ago, when Fight Island was announced, myself and yourself were talking about it, and we were like, we were like, right, there's a possibility of it of Fight Island happening way longer than scheduled. Uh, like this weekend, obviously Darren Till is taking on Robert Whitaker, and that was meant to be the closing of Fight Island. But uh, it's not looking like it's it's leaving the island anytime soon and I'm sure Dana White's enjoying getting that lovely pink suntan and you can't beat that tan Roscoe no you can't and he's even looking to buy a house on, like he's he's looking at the long haul you know what I mean you don't buy a house on Yaz Island unless you plan doing a lot of business there yeah yeah that's very true <laughs> so Basil not only has Foyle Island been brilliant fight. They've been fast and furious. There's been two cards since the last time we were on here talking fights. Um, we get into the first one. Um, Calvin yeah. Catter obviously won a unanimous decision against Dan Ige. Basmo, yeah. Calvin Catter's on a tear at the moment, isn't he? Ross, ever since coming through, is it Denny Boy's Contender Series? Uh, 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 to be honest, I actually don't know where he came from. All I know is he's a Boston guy, so like Denny Boy loves him. He's like, Boston's own. Calvin yeah. Cater. Pure scrapper. You know I mean? Like, you, you could only really call him a scrapper. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's going in kicking ass, and uh, he's looking good doing it, Ross. He really, really is. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's, he already has some good wins on his uh, record. Like, he's beat Lamas, he's beat Stevens, he's beat uh, Ige. You know I mean, there's not a lot of people for him to sort of, like, go up against next, if you know what I mean. Uh, he also went to fight to beat in Russia, which uh, not many people would do that. And then he lost at 29-28, but he was actually won the third round, so... Who knows if that was a five-rounder, uh, where it would have went. And it should have been a five-rounder because it was the main event. But uh, he took that on short notice. Also, when he was originally supposed to fight it to beat, it was supposed to be in Boston. So like he, it was actually like, it's grand. I'll just go to Russia and fight him. If that isn't baldy, I don't know what is. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, I didn't know that was actually... that was I didn't know that, that he was meant to originally fight in his own backyard. And then yeah. I took it to Zabit's backyard. I was honest, so, that's in New York. So for, oh, Calvin, for, for Calvin Cater, it's a bit like, oh, who's he going to fight next? I'm pretty yeah. sure Zabit's tied up fighting Yair Rodriguez. Um, I think there's real beef between the Korean zombie and Brian Ortega. But yeah. There seems to be like travel issues between those two fighting. Uh, I don't think Korean zombie can actually get out of South Korea at the moment. Okay. So why not have Brian Ortega versus Calvin Cater 
Or alternatively, you could go for the big one and have Max Bless Holloway versus Calvin Hader. Jesus, man. And he's so good at stand-up. Like, he keeps the fight like, standing basically for the whole fight. But he kicks think- her, kicks her, like, he combines the kicks and the punches so well. Yeah, I think if he was to fight Brian Ortega, and if he kept on the feet, he'd beat him. But as yeah. well, Brian, Brian Ortega loves taking to the ground. But if he fights Max Holloway, that would just be like, get the popcorn out. This is going, this is going. It would be good, wouldn't it? This is going to be a good one, yeah. No, but they're two good shouts. Uh, they are, aren't they? Yeah, is there any, like, what did you make of that card on the Wednesday, Wednesday night anyway? It was obviously a week. Uh, to be honest, like, I, I was enjoying it, but then, like, when it's five decisions on the main card, you're just like, not great, not great. But then, obviously, there was, like, some standouts, like, um, Munir Laziz, the Tunisian guy, he's, uh, he, he was very impressive just because, like, Al Hassan is like a human wrecking ball. Uh, so I was impressed to see, like, he actually like, beat him on the stand up. Yeah. And then. Uh, that was fight of the night. Yeah. Your mate Kazmat, the uh, S- Swedish Khabib, uh, yeah. he was brilliant against John Phillips. And then, uh, unfortunately, uh, the UK talent, Chris Fishgold and Molly McCann, both lost decisions. Yeah, Talia Santos would beat Molly McCann and look very good as well. Funnily mm. enough, Talia Santos and Munir Laziz are both are both signed by MTK MMA. Which I wonder whether we see that growing. Yeah, well, like, they're, they're, they're two brilliant talents. I remember I messaged you after. That, those fights went on so late, by the way. They went on later than uh, the Saturday night fights. Because of Wednesday, I was like, geez, I'm still awake here. But... Uh, to, to, like Laziz was brilliant and also Kazma which is the, the random thing also but, uh, when they're all decisions it's hard to stay awake isn't it yeah it's, it's strange when you're watching a card you don't really know much of the fighters which is will be the majority of the fan base of UFC they'd be like I don't know who this is I don't know who that is and I didn't know the majority of the fighters but when you're watching it and you can see that the good fights are going on you're like well and remember Ian Gary goes uh, you're not a star until you're a star yeah, so really, um, you're not starting until you're starting until you have that big win. Yeah, like I think you, you can always like pinpoint when someone like, became a star. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if if you look at uh, Adesanya, like when he did like that walkout against Robert Whitaker and he was dancing all beforehand, people were just like, "Fucking hell, never seen that before." I'm gonna keep an eye on him. You know, Conor McGregor as soon as he went sixty G's, baby, like people were like, "I have to watch out for that fella." Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Malley as soon as he was on the Contender Series you're like what is that you know what I mean like these guys all have like these like moments where you're like yes that's give us, right. a, give us another moment um, you've mentioned three you've mentioned three give us two more I think when Khabib smashed Michael Johnson and was talking to Dana White during the fight like that was like another like this guy is scary you know what I mean um, and then I can pick it if you want <laughs> uh, and then Charles Sonnen when he got on the mic and called out Anderson Silva I was like it was like that guy okay, I was going to add Masvidal in against Ben Askren there that was, that was a real like oh yeah. shit <laughs> or uh, Nate Diaz you've taken everything I've ever worked for you know what I mean that moment you know what I mean it was like it was like embedded in like UFC history I love it. I love it. This is why I love this sport because things change every week, and new stories are written, and new fighters come on the scene, and it's just, uh, it's just absolutely epic. But uh, Ross, also on Saturday night, we had a we had a flyweight title fight: Devson Figueroa defeated Joseph Benavides, and is now the new champ. 
what did you make of this man? Man, Figueroa like decisively beat Benavidez twice. Now I know he missed weight in the first fight, and like that's actually shocking. You can't be rocking around and missing weight, but he like beat him on the feet. He knocked him down, smashed him, and then absolutely choked him out unconscious. He looks like a, me, he looks like a star man. Yeah, to me, like that's that's who I want to see. The only thing with uh, Figueroa is. It's the bantamweight division, or sorry, the flyweight division. You know I mean, like all the stars are up bantamweight. There's no real stars of flyweight. You know I mean, he beat the biggest star of uh, flyweight, which was Joey Benavides. So, and realistically, sh- no one knocks out people in flyweight. No, realistically, he should probably fight Brandon Moreno next. I think he's the number one contender. Uh, but there is talks of Cody Garbrandt moving down to flyweight. He's talked about it loads of times, and I think. If you are trying to make Figueroa a star, or you want to remake Cody Garbrandt start, like that's a big fight to make. The only problem with that is if Garbrandt moves down and wins, you know he's going to ask for a bantamweight title shot straight away. And I think the problem with flyweights is as soon as these guys get a bit of star power, they want to move up to bantamweight and try and become champ champ. And it's sort of a murky water because it's almost like you're knocking around flyweight until you have enough clout to get out of the flyweight division. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Well, you have to enjoy the fruits of your uh, hard work, you know? Oh, absolutely. The fruits of your loins. Is that it, yeah? I think so, yeah. But, uh, look, great win. (laughs) Great win. um, Fruits of your labor, I think it is, isn't it? (laughs) uh, Whichever. (laughs) You have three. There's three options there. Take one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, look, it'll be interesting to see uh, where Figueroa goes next. But, uh, I'll definitely be watching one way or the other. Yeah. Were you surprised Joey Benavides didn't retire? Uh, no, I think, like, he can definitely still fight. You know what I mean? Um, he, there's no need for him to call it a day. Yeah. And also, like, I don't really know what he has lined up outside the cage. I haven't really seen his, like, this is what I do when I'm not fighting or this is what I, my retirement plan. I know, obviously, Megan's probably got a well-paid job. Uh but I feel like maybe he could have come into like commentary, but I feel like Dominic Cruz has like that job nailed. So like all the bantamweights, he's like, that's Dominic Cruz's job. Yeah. And I feel like they almost like to have a fella in each weight class. I think they can give like their thoughts on that division. Like they're the experts in that division per se. This one sound a bit harsh, right? But do you think because he's so small, it's harder for him to do the interviews? Because like, say if he had to interview Francis Ngannou, like the camera angles would be all over the place, you know? Well, no, Megan O'Leary is very small and she interviews everyone. I know, but she's... Oh, no, okay. All right. <laughs> Joe Rogan's tiny, and he interviews everyone, too. Yeah, but he's not like that He's not that small. He's not that much taller than him. It's only about three inches in the difference, I'd say. Yeah, but I'm sure if you get offered Joey Benavides three inches... I'm sure if you lost offered anyone three inches, they'd say, yeah. Uh, unless you were, like, the great colleague. But, uh... <laughs> um, Ross, also, in the, the comments... Wow, you're about... so tallest, by the way. No, I was just, I was just wondering, man. So, well, you know the way girls are these days. Like, you know what I mean? If, if you're under six foot, get the boot. You're in trouble, are you? Yeah. So, fortunately, being six foot seven right now, I'm grand. But I could use that six foot ten height. Uh, Ross, in the comment event, Jack Manson beat Kelvin Gassum. Going into this, I think we both thought Kelvin Gassum would get the win. Jack Manson got a, a very, very fast submission in the first round, Ross. And, uh, yeah, you just caught him a knee bar straight away. Uh, that was actually very disappointed with Kelvin Gassum's submission defense. Yeah. Like, he couldn't, like, 
kicked at, kicked off as as arse basically to like try and push out. But I think I, I think a lot of the fighters, a lot of the tweets afterwards, like probably should have got out of that. It looks like he didn't try to get out of it. Ross, this is so, uh, Kelvin Gaston is someone who rolls with Fabricio for Doom. I know, yeah, it's 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 bizarre, really, and I, I don't know. Like oh, sometimes I question Kelvin Gaston's dedication to the sport. Uh, I, I really do. He says he's on a mission for gold. Look, if he actually, you know, got a nutritionist and like was properly smashing it out with the way he should be and eating right and being a hundred percent fully committed to it. I think he could go on and be a UFC champion. Do you think he'd be Yeah, I think he could. I think he has all the right tools to do. He's very hard to take down. He actually does have good submissions. Apparently, he's quite weak uh, defensively because I've seen him get submitted a few times now. Uh, but like, he's got great hands as well. Like, he stood, stood with uh, Adesanya. So, <laughs> like, it's hard to believe that you've gone from fully the year candidate with Adesanya to just like knee barden under two minutes against Jack Hermanson. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to make an excuse here. Maybe the travel over to Yazon isn't as comfortable for certain people as it is for others. But, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, you're both there in the cages. Like, you have to sort of step up. Yeah, you do. You definitely do. Yeah. Um, Plus, by the way, Jack Hermanson, one interview post-fight, like, he seems like such a lovely guy. And yeah, such a happy guy. The Joker, like, possibly maybe one of the most underrated fighters in the UFC at the moment. Yeah, he was on uh, a tear. It was because he was on a tear. Then lost, and then now he's back. Yeah, well, he, he got knocked out by Cannonier, but look, Cannonier's one of the best guys in the business. You know what I mean? Uh, now, in his last three fights, he has wins over uh, Jack Ray Souza and Kelvin Gastelum, who are perennial contenders for the middleweight uh, belt. So it's only about time Jack uh, Hermanson's going to get his rub of the green. Now, with the sort of way, obviously, there's massive uh, middleweight fight this weekend. But the way the middleweight rankings sort of sit, who knows uh, where Jack Hermanson uh, sort of lies. If anything, if I were him, I'd sort of be sort of staying fit and staying healthy. Um, who knows? Maybe if one of those guys don't make weight, he can uh, be still sitting there being like, I'll oh, jump in, lads. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? No, I understand. agree. Sorry, I was just looking through the card and seeing... Uh, uh, Ross, who else are the honourable mentions before we get into this weekend's UFC? Uh, honorable mentions. I am going to give uh, a massive shout out for uh, Askar Askarov, the Russian flyweight, uh, who beat uh, uh, Alexandre Pantoja. Because at the end of the day, he called for a title shot next, and you never know, we might get it. And also, big shout out to Brett Johns, uh, that Welsh man. He's an absolute legend. Um, he beat Montel Jackson. I was actually expecting Montel Jackson to get the win. Um, in sad news for a sort of Irish MMA, Joe Duffy lost. Didn't look great and then retired. Yeah. Joe Duffy. Uh, yeah, happy retirement, Joe. But uh, also, there's two other people I want to I want to give a shout out. There was, it was the performance tonight for Ariane Lipsky. First of all, like she has it all. It's like she's gorgeous and uh, like she won by knee bar against Luana yeah, Carolina. Like uh, just Ariane Lipsky is all like she's an all rounder. And then also the man who lives in the Matrix would be Marty Akise, Raphael Fiziev. Like some of his kicks and the way he could just like. Like dodge punches by bending backwards is uh, unbelievable. I was watching him. I was like, "Oh shit!" And he fights a lightweight oh, division, so he's going to be trouble for people. He's from uh, Kos- Kosovo. Where's Yanosoy uh, from? Yeah, Kosovo. Kosovo. Yeah. All right, Russ. That was another good card. Uh, mm. he, he has on. He's banging them out. But this weekend, Roscoe. 
This is the best card the Oz Island has, you know that? Oh, oh yeah. If you're if you're if you're looking for the UFC this week, and make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, and make sure to let us know who you are back in the win this weekend. So Ross, get the wallet out. Get the wallet out. Ross, this is actually a very, very, very long card. So without going through every fight, what fights do you want to? Is there anyone you want to give an honourable mention to in the prelims before we get onto the main card? Uh, prelims. Uh, look out for the UK's uh, Nathaniel Ward. He's fighting the very first fight night. Last last fight, John Dodson, but he is unbelievable. Uh, also shout out to Mike Grundy at featherweight. He's an unbelievable wrestler. Uh, Nicholas Dalby who obviously had that absolute bloodbath with our mate Ross Houston. And then Joy Herbert, the former Cage Warriors lightweight champion, is fighting Francesco Trinaldo in the prelims main event. Who'd you find oh, that absolutely one? fantastic ones. I like Joy Herbert in that one. Uh, Tr- Francesco Trinaldo's like your granddad fighting. <laughs> <laughs> he hard, is, bro. man. Like, you know, like, I don't think I've ever anyone seen someone in the lightweight division who's 41 and still like, absolutely repping it. You know what I mean? Very harsh, man. Neither my granddads are alive. Well, if, just, if you're just going to be like that, we'll just move on. Uh, right, what's kicking off the main card is our mate Reese McKee is taking on Kamzat Shimiev. Ross, let me get into this, right? I, I need to get off this. I need to actually look at you one dog here. Right, here we go. <laughs> Kazmat fought on Wednesday, so literally a week ago. And uh, he fought John Phillips from SPG. And he absolutely destroyed John Phillips. And usually Kazma fights a welterweight and he was fighting a middleweight. So I go to Ross, I go, this guy Kazma is going to be a massive problem for anyone a welterweight. Ross is like, well, he fights a middleweight. And I was like, no, he normally fights a welterweight. And then there was just no reply. He was like, this guy looks like Khabib. He's fast as anything. He, he basically looks like Khabib. Man, he's an absolute monster. Like, yeah, and he's got it all. He can do it on the feet. He can do it on the ground. Um, he made John Phillips look very, very amateurish. And John Phillips is very tough. You know what I mean? And he manhandled him as well. And John Phillips was clearly, like, the thicker fellow as well. So, yeah. You have to destroy John Phillips. It was actually scary. Reese McKee, like, has the deck stacked against him for his UFC debut. Yeah, talk about, but, uh, talk about how we got the call as well, by the way, Ross. So, Graham Boylan actually rang Reese McKee on FaceTime. Yeah. And he basically sort of went, oh, what do you think of the Masvidal fight? Uh, you know, stepping up on six days notice. Uh, and Reese obviously being the absolute fighter he is, he was like, Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. He was like, I thought, like, what a fighter. That's absolutely incredible. And he was like, then Graham Boylan sort of swung at him and goes, oh, would you do that? <laughs> and obviously, Reese McKee being Reese McKee, he was like, oh, yeah, whatever I'd do, I'd 100% do that. And the next thing you know, Graham Boylan goes, right, bud, pack your bags. We're going to fight Ireland. You're up. And then Reese McKee was like, no way. Got very emotional, which I'm not surprised. Like, it was, you know, that's all he'd been working hard for his entire career. And next thing you know, he's like, who am I fighting? And they're like, ah. No, Grant. Yeah. So he was like, who am I fighting? And then Graham Boyden was like, Kazma. And then Reese McKee was like, who? Ah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to fight him anyway. So, uh, look, I'm sure they watched tape on him. I'm sure they think he's very impressive as well. 
But Reese McKee is a finisher. He goes in there. He'll finish you with strikes. He'll finish you with uh, submissions. So at all times in in that uh, cage, Reese McKee is very very dangerous. Yeah, watching that video by the way, what, how did that make you feel? Man, he got so emotional about it. It made me a bit emotional about it. I felt like yeah. I've been somewhat, although very smallly, on that journey with him. You know, what I mean, I've seen him fight so many times. I've seen him fight in person. We've had him on the show. Yeah, I like it. Made me feel like I've seen one of my friends' dreams come true. Yeah, man, well said. That that's man. I got like a chill when I saw it. Like it was because not also it's not every day you see someone get that call. Yeah, say, get, get what they they've worked hard for. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, but even like say if it was uh, someone signing from Manchester United, like you never really get to see the actual call that was made when their dreams were fulfilled. Yeah. And then uh, also, like, it's a huge task. So, like, hopefully he gets the win. But uh, he also got a four-fight contract as well. So, it's not just one one fight and then, like, see you later, you know? Yeah, it's not one and done. Yeah. But uh, it's, a hu- it's a huge fight. If, if he wins this, this is a huge name to get straight away. But uh, I'm, I, like, I'm, it makes this card this weekend so much better for, for, like, for us knowing him as well. Absolutely. Like yeah. it's it's a big deal, it really, really yeah. is. And it's almost a passing of the guard as well. Joe Duffy retires. Reese now steps in. It's class. Yeah, it's class. it really, really is. There is there is going to be, I think, in the next year, a massive sort of Irish up and coming uh, passing of the guard uh, next wave of Irish fighters. Yeah, for people that don't know who 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 should they start looking out for? Because Cage Warriors is coming back, and there's going to be a few Irish lads in that card that are uh, well, going to make the card. First of make sure you watch Reese McKee this weekend. Uh, obviously Ian Gary Paul Hughes they're like Ireland's three biggest prospects right now and uh, they're definitely the ones to be watching out for yeah well said okay uh, Ross obviously that fight is huge so it, it sort of makes some of these other fights look so much smaller but uh, is there any other fights you want to talk about before we get into the Fabrizio Verdun versus Alexander Gustafsson fight uh, let me have a quick look here well obviously uh, Alex Cowboy Oliveira is fighting yeah, uh, and he's fighting Peter Spada. Peter Spada hasn't fought in over two years, uh, and let's be honest. Uh, anytime these guys get into the octagon, they really, really bring it. So I'm uh, really looking forward to that. They're they're both finishers, and that could be your fight of the night. You never know. True. Um, other than that, like Carlos Spars has looked very impressive recently. Uh, she's sort of on her way back to. Uh, UFC title shot. She's uh, won her last three fights. So obviously, she beat uh, Michelle Waters in her last fight. Uh, in terms of that, Mariana Rodriguez is actually undefeated. She drew against Cynthia Calvao in a catchway fight there on the Overeem versus Rosenstreich card. So that could be a very competitive scrap there in the strawweight division. But Fabrizio Verdun versus Alexander Gustin. Talk about fights you never thought you were going to get. Yeah. And now we have in front of us. Yeah, so Fabrizio de Doom is coming, it's coming into this one off a loss. And that was so surprising the way he lost to Alexi on Yannick. And then Alexander Gustafsson is making his heavyweight debut. Ross, what are you, what are you expecting here? Because uh, the funny thing is, Alexander Gustafsson has always followed a heavyweight, but he's actually taller than Fabrizio. I really like Alexander Gustafsson in this fight. I think he's going to be faster. I think his striking is more clean. And I think he's going to be able to take the TKO. I think it was one of those people who 
the time off probably did him a world of good. You know that? Um, let time for his body to recover. Also, looking at Verdum lose to Oli Nainuk, I think Gustin's going to come in heavier than Oli Nainuk did. I think Gustin's going to at least weigh 230 pounds, I'd say. Oli Nainuk weighed, I think, 220-something in the last fight. He's also going to be much longer than him. Uh, and Gustin has quite good wrestling. So, we've seen him against John Jones. He took him down. We've seen him against DC. Um, like, he's not taken down easily. So. Yeah, John ahead. Jones couldn't take him down easily. Daniel Cormier couldn't take him down easily. Verdum wrestling isn't as good as either of those two guys, so I don't see Verdum take him down. I think it's going to play out on the feet. On the Anix sort of piece him up on the feet. He looked terrible in that yeah. fight, and I think Gustin's going to be able to do the same. I think put your money on Gustin for this fight. Yeah, Fabrizio was so bad in the last fight. It looked like, okay, he's had enough. He's hit the, he's hit the wall yeah. now. But the All time dad bod coming into the last fight as well. Yeah, he, he just looks so terrible, didn't he? And we're also like, um, I don't really want to see that again. But who knows? Yeah, after got out. Yeah, but it, 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 like it, it's funny how like he could come in and then just catch Gustafson. It's a, it's a strange sport, but if I had to put my money on it, I'd go Gustafson as well. And then uh, let's see what, what, what damage Gustafson can do up in the heavyweight division. Because he's already ranked yeah. number seven here, it says here, I suppose he. Yeah. So, who, Verdun? Right. No, Gustafson. So no, Gustafson, no, it says seven in light heavyweight. In brackets. Okay, I can't see it here. Look extra close there. No, but he's seven in light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay, yeah, that makes more sense. But yeah. was, it doesn't say, doesn't say that there anyway. But I'm telling you, that's what it is. Okay, Ross. I, I don't believe you. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, in the goal main events, it's it, this is like a throwback Thursday, even though it's Wednesday. Mauricio Shogun, who has taken on Antonio Nogueira, a uh, Rodrigo Nogueira, <laughs> a little nog in the low heavyweight division. Ross, did you ever think we'd see part three? Uh, no, and like, has there ever been such a match between two absolute legends? This actually, yeah, there has uh, a rubber match that no one asked for. I think uh, Chuck Liddell, Tito Ortiz, this is the first time since that where we've got two absolute legends fighting each other that like, no one asked for this fight to happen. Uh, Shogun's last fight, he actually drew against uh, the Jew Bear, Paul Craig. And in terms of um, Nogueira, he lost the last fight growing spam. So, I don't know, I'm just going to back Shogun. I feel like he's better on the feet. I feel like his leg kicks are still a bit vicious. So, that's who I'm going to pick. But I really think that should be the third fight and Gustin should be the co-main event, to be honest. Yeah. What happened in the first two fights between these two lads? Um, so the first fight between these guys, sorry, I almost have to look it up. I'm pretty sure Shogun won the first one and then Nogueira won the second one, if I am right. Nogueira won the first one and Nogueira won the... Oh, no, Shogun won both, sorry. Shogun won both. I do apologise. Both by decision, yeah. Shogun won both. Why are they even having a rubber match? Uh, oh, no. Maybe Nogueira was like, this is my retirement party, so like, the person I want to fight is Shogun. So hold on. Maybe, maybe it feels yeah. like he wants to get, get, get that back, get that win back. Yeah, so what? Shogun won the first two? Yeah. All right. 
I'm going Shogun again, even though because yes. he was on, he was on a tear there recently, and like Nagari, you, you don't really see him around really. Yeah, but I think Shogun's going to win, and I think he's going to win by uh, knockout as well. Yeah, that's a good call actually. Uh, then Ross main event. This was meant to be UFC double as a headliner. Oh, but uh, we still get to see it. See it. Robert Whitaker's taking on Darren Till. Yeah, we have the Reaper versus the Gorilla. Uh, look, Darren Till. Although I don't know whether his win looks less now, but Darren Till came off a win against Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum was obviously coming off his uh, fight of the year candidate against uh, Adesanya. Yeah. Darren Till looks good at middleweight. He's not cutting the weight. Uh, his stand up looks very good. He looks hard to take down. Robert Whitaker, on the other hand, he's coming off uh, a knockout loss to Israel Adesanya. Adesanya looked him, made him look very average in that fight, yeah. um, I must say. Well, Whitaker, Whitaker that hasn't really looked like the world champion that he is since he sort of became the champ. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, he had to fight Yoel Romero twice. And yeah. everyone knows you're not the same after having to fight Yoel Romero. Look at Chris Boyman. He's uh, not the prettiest of uh, faces these days. Um, Jeez, he's harsh, man. That's harsh. You're yeah, mate. harsh. In fairness, he actually doesn't look bad at all. But he, <laughs> his career, his career, his career has gone on a bit of a negative tra- trajectory, to be honest. Yeah. Um, also, the stomach, pro- stomach issues he's had as well. He's had to pull out, I think, two fights. He has indeed. He has indeed. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, Ro- Robert Whitaker is the former champ, so I'd sort of almost have to say he's the favorite going into the fight. But at the end of the day, who's the more hungry? You know what I mean? Robert Whitaker's already been to the top of the mountain. Uh, he did want to take so much time off. Darren Till, like, is very, very hungry. He's chasing that belt. I don't know. It's a bit of a tough one to call, to be honest. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm like... Because, you know what? Can I, can I tell you why? Yeah. Because, first, I think this is what you're saying, right? Against Israel and Adesanya, striker, right? Yeah. And beat Whitaker. Darren Till, striker. He's fighting Whitaker, but then Darren Till lost to a wrestler in Woodley, and Whitaker is a is a is a wrestler as well. So it's sort of like they both lost to the same type of person, but both but both beat the same type of person. You know what's weird? I I actually feel like I can't envision these two guys standing across the octagon from each other. I can't, like I think a lot of the times when I look at a fight, I can see the fight playing out. I actually don't really know what's going to happen in this one. If that makes sense. Uh. I th- I'm going to jump in now. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a great fight. Do you not think so? No. Uh, like I'm watching it 100. I don't know, Robert. I, don't think... I, I think Robert Whitaker is going to get into a brawl with Darren Till, and I think Robert Whitaker is going to win by knockout. You think Whitaker is going to win by knockout? I don't overly trust Darren Till's chin, to be honest. And Whitaker, like he's been rocked, but then he's come out and rocked. Like Romero, like cracked him some massive shots. Uh, Whitaker stayed in there uh, when Till got cracked by Masvidal he was out when Till got cracked by Woodley he was dropped and he was like on the verge of going out and then he got choked out Whitaker I think uh, is going to be able to crack him and get the job done Till's shown he could be hit before Whitaker is a very heavy hitter on back and Whitaker to get the job done our mate Robert Whitaker I know I It's such a hard one. Like it's hard to see it play out because it is such a strange fight, and also like it's hard to say Till's gonna win because if Whitaker just does what Woodley did, he'll win. But 
if Darren Till does what Adesanya did against Whitaker, he'll win. I almost feel like pausing the video. I don't even know. Like I'm trying to see this, but um, answer me this, Baz. If Till does lose, does he still have star power? Because I feel like he's one of those people who can lose a few times and still keep a star power. Yeah, I think he's turned into a bit of a cowboy, isn't he? Donald yeah, Kennedy, I think he know? is. I think he's like such a lovable character outside the cage that people are going to watch him fight every single time. Yeah, I think I think for the sake of the crack. And the stories, because you obviously want to bring up what's next for these fighters. I want mm. Darren. I, like I prefer if Darren Till won. And uh, another question that if Darren Till wins, does he get an automatic title shot? Because I don't think if Robert Whitaker wins, he gets an automatic title shot. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I think Darren Till versus Adesanya or uh, Paulo Costa would be class, man. It would just be brilliant. Mm. Adesanya versus Darren Till, like going on going at it online. I think it's brilliant for the fans. I think it just draws more more eyes. It's a, it's just a win-win for everyone, especially Dana White. If Robert Whitaker wins, does he need Paolo Costa to take the belt off Adesanya? Yes, he does, doesn't he, to get yes. that title shot? So, oh, I don't know. I feel like the middleweight division. It's almost like we have two semi-finals here, and then like Derek Hanier sitting off in the in the back as the alternate uh, to step in. But yeah, I do think Robert Whitaker. Has the higher profile wins like he's beaten Jack Ray Sousa, he, he's beaten Yo Romero, he's beaten uh Derek Brunson. He's like sort of almost you know made his wave in the division, he knows where he stands. Robert Whitaker, we've only or sorry, Darren Till, we've only seen him fight Kelvin Gaston and like he won a split decision. And as we say about Kelvin Gaston, who knows what Gaston you know sort of shows up. So, yeah, but like, I, Ross, think, Ross, I don't, I can't see Darren Till getting knocked out. But because Kelvin Gastelum hits like a truck and he still couldn't knock out Darren Till, even how questionable his chin could be. And then, if, but if Whitaker wrestles him, he'll, he, I'm convinced he'll 100% win. So that, that's, yeah, well, that's more what I'm talking with, like a, a wrestle win for Whitaker. I don't know, I've never seen Whitaker actually wrestle someone for a whole fight. Although Robert Whitaker is a very good wrestler. A lot of people don't know this, but Robert Whitaker actually tried to like go wrestle uh, for Australia for the Olympics. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but Dana White was like, no, you can't do that. Uh, it's, like, it's like, you're going to fight for the belt, man. You can't be fight, wrestling the Olympics. Uh, yeah, but it wouldn't Aaron be... Until on the other, the other hand, when he got taken down by Woody, although he was knocked down, like there was no getting up for him. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like, that's it. That, 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 I, I see that like if I had to put my money on it I'd see Whitaker getting on top and then just mm. dominating the position what about Whitaker like sort of getting takedowns for two rounds Darren Till's knackered and then he tries to knock him out yeah that's that. okay there you've almost read yeah. the story yeah because Whitaker we're going to know we know now is not going to like bang he's not going to be like I'm going to play into Darren Till's hand like why would you do that mm. and then do you think if Whitaker got another crack at Adesanya he'd try and wrestle him for the whole fight yeah but, yeah, but, but, so, but there is, you see, the thing in the back of my mind is I, I don't think Whitaker is here for the long run. No, why not? Because the, 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 the illnesses he's had with his stomach, um, like, remember his, his daughters, have the, like, he's had family issues recently as well that he's sort of pulled out. He doesn't seem overly committed into the fight game, whereas this is Darren Till's life. He's only 29, Basmo. Rob Whitaker, you know what I mean? I know, I know but, oh. the, yeah, but the, the sicknesses he's had, yeah, but maybe I don't know. I, I think you know what Saturday night will tell a lot. I think it really, I know really will. I know and 
maybe maybe he's got them footy fixed. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he had surgeries on the stomach, so it'd be interesting to see if he's yeah. back to full fitness. But well, it's what a main, what it's a main event, really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, very sad this not happening in Dublin. But guys, definitely yeah. let us know who oh. you think is going to win between Robert Whitaker and Darren Till, and will the winner get a title shot against the winner of Adesanya? Versus Paolo Costa. Man, I can't believe I can't believe that man. I, I, this is I, what I, we need to know. It's gonna be an epic main event. Whether you think the fight's gonna be like good or not, just like what's at stake for the middleweight division is massive. Yeah. Man, that, that would have been great in UFC Dublin, wouldn't it? Yeah. No. Yeah, and also I like both lads. I like both lads, but like for the, the for the for the fans, they'd prefer Darren Till to win because he captures the the imagination way more than uh, Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker, when we met him, man, such a lovely guy. You know what I mean, but uh, that's happens in the fight game. It's a small world, and the the best fight the best. Yeah, that, that's all we're looking for. Uh, Basmo, give us a have a look at the card there, and give us a three guaranteed wins on the night for the lads to get their money out. Okay, I'll go Gustafsson. I go Shogun and I go Reese McKee. Nice. I'm gonna go Alexander Gustafsson. I am going to go. I'm gonna pick a few uh, ones lower down the card. I'm gonna say Joy Herbert and Nathaniel Wood. Oh, and then Mike Grundy as well. Mike Grundy uh, is a very good wrestler. There you go. I pick four for you. Get yeah. the wallet out. Set up your Paddy Power accounts and win that money, and then send us some after you win it. And gamble responsibly. And gamble responsibly. Yeah. If if also yeah. Uh, also, if you're looking forward to UFC this weekend on Saturday, there's actually Bellator is back on the Friday. Uh, Ricky Bandejas is taking on Sergio Pettis in the bantamweight division. Ricky Bandejas notoriously known for the sweet chin music KO knockout of James Gallagher, and Sergio Pettis most known for formerly fighting in the UFC and being uh, Anthony Showtime Pettis's brother. Who do you think is going to win that fight? By the way, Basmo. Ricky Bandeas. Yeah, so do I. He trains with like one arch lead and stuff like that. So, like, I feel like his camp is like top of the range. Now, obviously, I know Pettis trains with his brother and stuff like that, but I don't know. I've just seen him lose one or two fights that I thought he probably should have won before. I suppose yeah. Bandeas looks very impressive. Yeah, Bandeas looks all right. Uh, then uh, Aaron Pico is actually fighting as well against Solo Hatley Jr. Uh, Aaron yeah. Pico came on with a bang and now uh, he's sort of in limbo, so he definitely needs a win there. Uh, there's no one else really I can see that deserves. I mean, so I'm sure they all deserve a shout out, but there's no one really that people will probably know. Um, <laughs> Man, Basel, was like, uh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't say that. But there's not, there's only uh, six fights on that card, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, if you're if you're chilling out on a Friday, you know, what I mean, a lot of people in America who watch the show are uh, still still having it to. Um, Stay indoors, so I mean, something good to watch on a Friday night. Yeah, oh, your man Taiwan Jackson's fighting on that card actually. He's the fellow who did that massive flying knee. Remember that? No, or hey, Masvidal? No, no, no. Tywin Claxton was like, you know, the Michael Jordan slam dunk. It yeah. was like that slam dunk of knees. It was like from mile away, and he just nailed it. Right. <laughs> you're gonna have to send me. Make sure, make sure to check that out. So, guys, yeah. uh, thanks a million for watching. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. Hit that bell for the notifications. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized.